You are listening to an emergency podcast system episode of Rumble with Michael Moore. I am Michael Moore, and let's get right to it. There is one absolute truth about Trump, and we all know it. He is a consistent, absolute, unrelenting, fearless, and professional liar. A serial liar. A factually proven liar. How many lies now has the Washington Post proven in these four years? Close to 25,000? That's a lie at least twice during every waking hour since 2016. Think of all the bad people you've known in your life, right? Even the worst ones, you couldn't say that about them. So why on earth would we believe him today? Has he suddenly earned your trust? No. Yet we're decent enough people to not want him to be sick, to, to wish him well. Maybe just this once, give him the benefit of the doubt, because why would he lie about this? But that's not the question. The question that we, and yes, by we, I mean you too, the media, the only question we really need to be asking right now is this. Why would Trump, all of a sudden, just start telling the truth? All of you, my friends, have been saying for four years, Trump's a liar. Trump is a liar. So why would you believe him now? He very well may have COVID-19. In fact, let's just assume he does. Of course he has it. Does that make him not Trump? I'm certain Mussolini came down with the flu one time. Pinochet and Franco would catch a cold every now and then. Margaret Thatcher must have had a migraine or two. None of them suddenly became nice or did good things or started telling the truth just because they got sick. Jesse Helms, with a runny nose, was still Jesse Helms. But Trump, as we all know, has a history of lying about his health. His longtime New York doctor, remember him, Dr. Bornstein? admitted a few years ago that Trump actually dictated his perfect doctor's letter during the 2016 campaign. And then there was, remember, the White House doctor after his physical year or so in into office? The doctor stood there in the White House press conference room and said that, that he wouldn't be surprised if Trump lived 200 years. And what about Trump's lying about that emergency trip to Walter Reed to, quote, complete his physical? But of course, the OG of lies from Trump began back during Vietnam when he said he had bone spurs, one health lie after another. Trump also has a history of lying about his opponent's health. You know, remember like when Hillary fell ill at that 9-11 remembrance ceremony or, or what he's been saying now about Biden's health? Lie after lie, especially with health, lie, health, lie. Lie, lie. So we must be skeptical. And even those of you in the mainstream media, when you say something like today, you're just reporting it as fact now, even though we have no proof that Trump has COVID-19, you have to at least say Trump has COVID-19, but, and then go where reporters and journalists need to go. Ask questions. 
Or the headline that's in the San Francisco Chronicle this morning, uh, uh, Trump says he has COVID-19. That's true. But they put in he says he has it because they have no proof. So listen, friends, we must all be skeptical here. I mean, we, we must always remain skeptical when it comes to Trump. I, do I even need to say that? Yes, he may have it. But it's also possible that he's lying. That's just a fact. Nobody can challenge me on that fact that it's possible. There may be some lying going on here. But, of course, you're thinking, well, why would he lie about this? I mean, what would he have to gain? I mean, it looks bad for him. He knows that. It's got to look bad because he's called it a hoax for seven months. And he's totally mismanaged the government response to this virus. And, and then now he has it? Doesn't it look terrible for him that he's spent months downplaying wearing masks, dismissing social distancing, holding large rallies filled with elderly at-risk supporters, and even killing his own supporters like Herman Cain? And doesn't this go against his brand of always projecting and exaggerating his own strength, his own health, his genetics, his virility? Yes, this is all true. He would not want to admit he's come down with a hoax. But, and this is the big but, he is losing the election. And he knows it. This is not 2016. He was hated in 2016, but he's hated even more now. Millions of Americans are on fire and are on the verge of serving him up a major league ass whooping and a record landslide defeat. He knows this. So he needs, and I mean needs badly, to change the conversation about this campaign. He needs to change the subject. And overnight, he's done just that. Democrats, liberals, the media, and others have always been wrong to simply treat him as a buffoon and a dummy and a jackass. Yes, he's all those things, but he's also canny. He's clever. He outfoxed Comey. He outfoxed Mueller. He outfoxed 20 Republicans in the GOP primary, and then he did the same to the Democrats, winning the White House despite receiving fewer votes than Hillary Clinton. He's an evil genius. And I raise the possibility of him lying about having COVID-19 only to prepare us and to be able to counteract his game to make sure that we're not being played on any level. And remember, his best lies are often half lies. There's a little kernel of truth to this, and then there's a whole lot of other lying that's going on. He also knows that being sick tends to gain one sympathy. He's not above weaponizing having COVID-19. This is why he needs to change the conversation, though. The New York Times tax story, his evading of taxes, this was horrible for him. As was the Atlantic story about him calling American troops losers and suckers. My friends, there are a dozen more of these stories coming here in October. Trust me. I mean, just last night, there were two of them. The New Yorker 
detailed how his campaign finance director, who's now Danny Jr.'s girlfriend, was fired. She was fired from Fox News for, well, behaving like a typical Fox News host by sexually harassing her assistant and forcing Fox to pay a $4 million settlement to that assistant due to Don Jr.'s girlfriend's behavior as her boss. And also last night, there was CNN playing an audio recording of Melania talking shit about children separated from their parents at the border and talking shit about Christmas. Christmas! These stories are about to be a daily occurrence. However, now they may get less airtime and be less damaging since Trump and Flotus are now sick and supposed to be in our thoughts and prayers. But most dangerously, and please hear me on this, most dangerously is that Trump may use this to push for delaying or postponing the election. The Constitution does not allow for him to do that, but he doesn't give a fuck about the Constitution. He and his thug Attorney General Barr have no shame and will stop at nothing to stay in power. He may even use this as an excuse for losing, should that happen. Or should I say, when that happens. And then there's this. He may use his COVID as a pretext to drop out of the race and move Pence to the top of the ticket. Pence would temporarily become president, and then Pence could preemptively pardon Trump and his family for all their crimes. Again, though, he may have COVID. He probably does. But never, ever, ever take him at his word. And never, ever, ever underestimate his survival skills or the depths of his deception or of his evil. So what can you, you and I, do today? Most importantly, make your plan to vote and stick to it. Question everything. And if you and I are finally convinced he has it, do not sit silent as he schemes how to use this illness to his benefit. Finally, on a personal note, stay alive, Mr. President. Your exit from public life must happen in the right and decent way. You have many years to live. You have a child to raise, grandchildren who need you, and a base that loves you. And the families of nearly the quarter million dead who might be alive today had you done your job, had you cared, had you not played politics with people's lives. Over 200,000 lost souls. And you knew. You told Woodward in February it was a plague. It was airborne. It's a killer, Bob, you said. At the very beginning, before I or anyone listening to this knew it, you knew it. And 200,000 are now dead because of the decisions you made. Because you, you, Trump, denigrated science. And you ignored the doctors. And you told the public 
to ignore them too. I'm certain you're listening to the scientists and the doctors today. COVID must not remove you. That's our job with a pen and a ballot. This has been an emergency podcast system episode of Rumble with Michael Moore. I'm Michael Moore. My thanks to executive producer Basil Hamden and editor Nick Waz for getting up in the middle of the night so I could get this out to you first thing in the morning. Be safe and do well today. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>